0: done
1: hello welcome to tag talk in this new episode of the special guest series you missed this last week we didn't do an episode last week my guest was supposed to be on last week but i'm busy and so it didn't work out but it's better that you are on this week because we are going to be previewing impact wrestling sacrifice so i'm gonna let you introduce yourself tell the people who you are what you do all that stuff
2: cool yeah so uh hi everyone uh my name is uh luke perron i oh, i should have put my uh twitter handle in my name but i didn't so i'm not a pro to the streaming world yet but anyways uh my name is luke perron i am a big impact wrestling fan i do some uh digital production for impact as well some video editing stuff um and then outside of that you know just average wrestling enjoyer sometimes manager sometimes wrestler um i say sometimes wrestler with my my last two bookings <laughs> but um Yeah, and I do a lot of freelance media work in the wrestling space, a lot of photography, a lot of video production, graphic design. Um, And I also host a show called Luke and Friends, which I have different wrestlers or people involved in the wrestling world come on the show. We're currently on a winter hiatus, but uh, when the weather gets warmer and uh, the seasons warm up again, we're going to be going back into production. Uh, We still have lots of people coming on that show, but we've had guests like um, Sway Archer, Gear Maker for WWE, Impact, New Japan. Uh, We had Tempest come on. Uh, We had the Voros twins is our first ever guest and uh yeah so i'm just all around uh dabbling in the wrestling media space in all sorts of ways
1: and you are also one of my favorite people in the wrestling media space and on twitter Uh, (laughs) so i'm so glad that we were able to make this work because last week we didn't do the show on monday and i was like the only day that really worked for um for fightful was thursday but you know you can't do thursday so I'm glad you had this Monday. Thank
2: you so much. I'm, I'm so thrilled to be on here too, because, you know, me and me and Kylie have been uh, acquaintances for, you know, so long, and then just Twitter friendship, and for, like, going on, like, two years now, and we've never actually had, like, a live back and forth, so this is actually yeah. our, kind of our first, like, meeting, which is pretty crazy, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's long overdue, so thank you so much for having me, and I'm, I'm thrilled to be here, really.
1: I'm so excited. Before we get into it, just general housekeeping for the show. If you want to submit a super chat. You can. Your question, your comment, your statement will be read on air. Um, we do have a preference for dad jokes. If you like dad jokes, submit a super chat. Also, this is Fightful Overbook. Subscribe to Fightful Overbook. There's lots of great shows. And you want to subscribe to Fightful Overbooked because not next week, but the week after, Haley is returning to Tag Talk. Yeah! April, April 3rd, uh, just in time for WrestleMania, Haley's returning to Tag Talk. So you want to get in on that. So make sure you subscribe to Fightful Overbooked and keep up with all the shows that are happening on this channel because it's the best Fightful channel, uh, not biased at all. <laughs> um, I think I, I hit all the housekeeping points. Yeah. So let's get into it. We're not going to talk about every match because I'll be honest, this is kind of a big card. Um, yeah.
2: It, it's a big card. It is. But <laughs> it's, it's kind of a banger card, which is why I'm excited to talk about it. But. Yeah.
1: I, what, Like when we were planning, whatever it was, like weeks ago, when you'd be on, you were like, well, of course, we're going to talk about impact. And I was like, okay, okay, we'll talk about impact because we never really talk about impact on this show. Um, No one talks about impact
2: on any show. Like, let's be real.
1: (laughs) Not because we don't want to. Haley and I both really love impact, but it's like our audience, just they're, they're so focused in on the elite. It's yeah. always Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks that they want to talk about, which is you awesome.
2: know I, I can't blame people too. It happens on a lot of shows. Like just you know, if you look at Impact's numbers, our show doesn't do as well. So shows about our show just uh, they don't really have the same numbers that AEW draws in. So you know what can you do? But
1: well, we're giving Impact uh, its attention today, and I'm kind of glad we are because I have the card out in front of me. There's like a lot of matches on here that I think, in my personal opinion, are like match- potential match of the year contenders. Absolutely. And, and my Twitter instead today is all like GCW naked moonsaults and like stuff. No one's talking about it. So, you know what? Let's talk about it. <laughs> Let's go. So, of course, we're going to start probably with Mickey James, if you're cool with starting with Mickey James.
2: Let's do it. Yeah.
1: Okay, Mickey James, Jordan Grace, Impact Knockouts title. This feud to me has been super fun. I think Mickey James in general, I would say, in outside of WWE, in Impact, has been a lot of fun. I think um, Jordan Grace, especially in the last, especially since she started her bodybuilding stuff, her, yeah, uh, competing and everything. I think she's been like on another level. So to me, this is probably the match I'm most excited about going into the pay-per-view, which, of course, that's why we're starting with it.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: But, uh, what do you think? What do you think? Well, first of all, about Mickey, about Jordan, and also this feud and this match.
2: So, yeah, well, Mickey, first of all, like, just what a... Uh, her whole thing, like, when she was doing the last rodeo, the whole stipulation was if she loses a single match, she retires unless she becomes champion, right? Yeah. Um. So. Just to watch that happen, every like you know, there's sometimes where she's on the show and she's facing you know like like a, a local talent who it's it's their debut and you can kind of breathe a little bit. But when you know you got stuff like Mickey versus Masha, like you're like, is she actually about to retire right now? Because at Impact was doing Masha had never been defeated, and then Mickey was the first person to defeat her, if I recall correctly. So like even that match, I'm like being so nervous because everyone loves mickey james like who doesn't like it's it's and i really grinds my gears and people say oh mickey james is like uh, one of the best women's wrestler of all time she's just one of the best wrestlers of all time like period like mm-hmm. as simple as that but it's been so crazy to see her because i think she debuted uh, two years ago at or not debuted but returned two years ago at a slammiversary i think it was and that was the first Impact show I ever worked, which was really cool to be like there for that and see that happen. But, um, yeah, especially if you look at like in WWE, um, the whole like trash bag incident and all that. And she was so like, imagine like you've got one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, seeing them kind of just fade out into like there's no real like pomp and circumstance, and that she's just released like it's nothing when you've got like. It'd be like, you know, like John Cena to me if like he didn't get like a send-off. So that's such an insane thing to see. And being a Mickey James fan, you're like, I guess it's over because like she's not gonna come back to WWE. Mm-hmm. But then she comes into impact and is like facing local talent, legends, intergender, uh, feuding with like bully ray. Like it's so crazy because we all thought it was over for Mickey James, bit. we were like, damn, like kicked out of the company with a trash bag. And then she comes onto impact and goes on this like legendary run and then wins the championship belt. Like this is like, and plus two going back to the, the last rodeo thing. I was like, cause I really didn't think like, Oh, is she actually going to win the belt? Like, is she going to go for a whole title run or could just the ultimate send off be like, you know, her putting over Masha and then retiring after this awesome run. Like that really could have been like in the cards um, but then she wins. So it's like, damn. And now we've got Jordan Grace, who's like, literally like the modern, like kind of paragon for like peak women's wrestling. It's just perfect. And it's crazy. And I love it. And I love it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Two things from the chat to talk about. Plug out with a dad joke, which I've heard this dad joke, but I think it's worth saying. I All right. I funny.
2: haven't let her go.
1: Grasshopper walks into a bar. Bartender says, we have a drink named after you. The grasshopper says, Wow, you have a drink named Steve.
2: <laughs> That's good,
1: That's a good one. <laughs> I do you like
2: it? that one quite quite a lot?
1: And Maria, who oh, we have first of all super chat from my adopted father, Chris. Just, oh, let's go. Just saying hi. Like, hi. No dad jokes from you today. Hmm.
2: The guy's the adopted <laughs> father. He's gotta have like gotta have him locked and loaded.
1: Yeah, he, you would think that he would like actually take the time to research a good dad joke and bring it to my show, but he doesn't. So,
2: Way to go, Chris. Way to go. Uh,
1: uh, Maria, who is one of our... like I think Maria's here every week. Impact has had the best women's division for a long time. I agree. I think... Um, especially, I should say, for North America, I think when a lot of companies weren't paying attention to women's wrestling or were actively like, suppressing it, I think Impact with the knockouts division really embraced it. Um, And as someone who grew up with TNA, then Impact, uh, I definitely agree. And plus... Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead.
2: I was just going to say, it's like the women's revolution, like, was this really awesome thing that happened. And it really made it kind of mainstream. But if you look back at, um, like, Impact they there was no need for a women's revolution because they were like main eventing since like the company started right Mm -hmm. so it's like everyone is so far like behind the ball on like giving women like a crack at the main event whereas like impact has had like legends like tara odb mickey james gail kim you know and like Mm -hmm. just there's it's so easy to just to like rhyme off like incredible women's feud from the start of the company and then the, with more modern companies, there's kind of like the obvious choices, and that's kind of it. So
1: yeah, I definitely agree. And I just wanted to say about Mickey James, it's weird to me that um some women's wrestlers get like this nostalgia about them, and Mickey doesn't. Like I feel like Mickey James, people are so much they're so more much more willing to criticize Mickey James, which is, in my opinion, totally undeserved. I think if there's no Mickey James, I think that era of women's wrestling, like the two thousands and then the 2010s, even, I feel like there's a lot that doesn't happen with the women's revolution and WWE. Mm -hmm. And I think women's wrestling in general um, really depended on impact for a long time to be a place where women could go to have um, to be taken credibly and to be placed in spots where they deserved and to really work on actual wrestling and not, the women's wrestling as wwe had been portraying it so i definitely agree and we have another super chat from my dog to dad chris what's a vegan's favorite submission an artichoke hold
2: okay you know uh, speaking as a vegan here that's not that bad uh definitely not as a definitely- grasshopper steve but it's fine you know
1: yeah it's it's hard to top steve the grasshopper uh that was like a that's like a all-timer joke I should start, like, documenting the jokes and, like, keeping them written somewhere. Get a spreadsheet and, going. And that could be, like, where does uh, Artichoke Hold fit in the ranking of dad jokes?
2: How many episodes of this show have you had?
1: How many episodes? Yeah. This is 35. 30,
2: okay. I, I'm just going to wager to guess that's going to be, like, bottom of, like, 17th, 18th spot. Wow.
1: That's that's a lot. That, that was an insult.
2: Well, no. If if you got thirty five, that's like lower middle.
1: That's like okay. That's like average. That's like fifty 50%, percent, like fiftieth percentile. I'll mm-hmm. take it. I'll take it. Um, back on track to impact. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, did you? I feel like I cut you off at some point, and we never got back to it. But did you have any other thoughts about Mickey James, Jordan Grace?
2: Oh yeah, I just talked about Mickey James being the goat for like five minutes. Jordan Grace, though, so, okay. I am like the Jordan Grace fan. Okay, every post she makes, right up on this story immediately. Every picture retweeted. Every gif, boom, I got it covered. So like, she's just like so special, and like mm-hmm. even before she went like super Arnold Schwarzenegger bodybuilder mode, like before that, where um she had like uh the Steiner gimmick, right? Um, like thick mama pump. Think about that was like. A, like almost a year and a half ago, and compared to that to that now, it's like she's even more closely resembling that. It's so crazy, but I don't want to talk about you know just how like rip she is because like the, the in ring talent here is like really the the focus. It's just so incredible to see the stuff she does, especially with injured in, intergender matches. It's absolutely incredible, and I I think her being Impact World Champion. Needs to be like in the cards, not just knockout champion, but like, yeah, you know what I say, double champ, make it happen, you know, knockouts while being a uh, heavyweight champ. Like, that would be so sick. Has, has that ever happened in the history of wrestling before?
1: I don't think so.
2: Would it not look amazing on her to see those like two what? belts? And I think it would, like, we got something there story wise and aesthetically, it works. And even the losers who are like, it's not realistic that, like, a woman could beat all these guys. Well, with Jordan Grace, first of all, it is realistic. As if realism matters at all. Like, the whole, it's not realistic. Like, like I care at all. It's wrestling. <laughs> like, exactly, exactly. So, I just think it would be so cool to see her do it. And she's got, like, that charisma. And she's got, like, just she's just got, like, the X factor, you know? So, make her X Division champ, too. Give her all three. Then put her on a tag team. Give her all four belts. Then put her on a men's tag team. Give her all five.
1: Let her be a tag team by herself. And then she can have both.
2: Literally. Left bicep, right bicep. There you go.
1: That's That's all she needs. That's all she needs. I love Jordan Grace. I've been a fan of Jordan Grace for a long, long time. What I really love, though, is that not just you know the work she puts in for bodybuilding but also like you mentioned her in-ring stuff i think she's improved tremendously which wasn't saying she was bad before she went from like really good to like really really great like top five women in the world to me um and i just i just think she's so she's so neat like i just love to watch her wrestle and uh just enjoy herself and like the training videos that she puts on Instagram and Twitter where yeah. she's like yeah. learning to do new things instead of relying solely on being this like muscular person who can do body slams and all these different things she's like reinventing herself and I love to see that Um because I do feel like sometimes wrestlers when they are you know, they're muscular and they're that's their build I feel like they do sometimes rely on just being buff and being you know like Brock um, yeah but I do love to see her like learning how to do a moonsault and learning how to do all these other fun things. Uh, yeah. So that, I and respect that. that that's one.
2: why I kind of wanted to emphasize that too, because, you know, as if Jordan Grace is watching this, like, I just don't <laughs> want um I, like, f- mm. <laughs> I feel like sometimes people would be like, oh she's jacked and like that's like, the only thing they talk about like jordan grace is like a three-dimensional human being guys like yeah. she actually has like the acting skills that wrestlers have and like the charisma and like the grind set and just like everything she's like she is the full package And i think that's what matters more so you know like her being in shape is like awesome but it's not like why i think she should be like, like the top of the pyramid because even long before that like i was like she's so sick like it'd be perfect for her you know and now this is just that this is just like the the icing on the cake you know
1: yeah um Kaden in the chat says I love your shirt so much thank you I got it from Target in the little boys section you can go check that out if you want
2: <laughs> wow you, guys I'll be with you I was so panicked about what I was gonna wear for this show I changed my outfit like three times and then I saw Kylie pull up in that and I was like dude I should have wore a yellow white checkered tank top man you should have. me you and Kylie should've. have so much matching wardrobe. It's kind you of did. crazy. We didn't coordinate. I'm kind of like in my man era right now as we know. But if this was like a year ago, I would have been twinning very hard with you.
1: Ne- next time we'll coordinate and we'll show up in matching outfits down to like the accessories. We'll be completely- perfect. I think we need to do it. Um but no, ba- back to Jordan Grace before we get off track again. I'm really excited for this match because I really do think that Mickey brings out something in Jordan that elevates her even more. And I think these, for whatever reason, maybe it's because people love Mickey, I feel like these matches that they have, it really brings a spotlight to Jordan Grace, and I love that because I feel like Jordan Grace, people just forget she's there, or they're like, you know, she's Jonathan Gresham's wife. She's like there. She's She's not as good as like, It's this other person, WWE or AEW, just because she's an impact, but I'm like, oh, you, and I remember, um, the moment that really convinced me that Jordan or the match that really convinced me that Jordan Grace was super talented. It was a GCW show in Atlanta at center stage. She wrestled Ali catch and it was fantastic. Also, if you hear children laughing, my neighbors are outside in my window. Oh, room.
2: that's so good. Ali Catch, that's another person. I'm like a ride or die for, you know. Like I
1: love Ali Catch. And I
2: never asked wrestlers for like pictures like almost ever. but mm-hmm. when I was at um, I did commentary on a uh, show in Toronto one time, and Ali Catch uh, and Effie were like on the card, not as a tag team, like they were separate. But at the end of the show, I was like, "Can I get a picture with you guys?" And it's like the like the goofiest picture. I'm like sitting on Effie's lap with like a cowboy hat <laughs> on, and like Ali's got her tongue out. Like it's, that was the only time I ever was like, "Can I get a picture with you guys?" And like, like when I met Jay White and like um, uh, Tomohiro Ishi, like I was like it made it be so crazy, but I like held my composure. I was like, no, I'm not going to ask for a pick with anyone. But then with those two, I was like, I have to, like, I have to,
1: I get, I get so nervous when I meet wrestlers, like whether it's like in an interview for, you know, whatever I'm doing, or if it's like at a show or Bobby fish, who, whatever reason I see everywhere, I get like clam up and I get so nervous, but the only person who's ever really like brought me out of my shell and he did it because he, he made fun of me. Well, he made fun of my shirt. Was Anthony a go-go?
2: Like, That's he, a good he one.
1: Just, he's just one of those people, I guess, that just is like so personal. And um, I really, you know, it was a good interaction. Maybe I'll do a story time about it one day. But You know what, him. though?
2: If you are interviewing wrestlers in person, I think it's okay to ask for a picture. Because then you'd be like, oh, I need this for promotional purposes. I need a <laughs> like, thumbnail. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but like most of the time when I meet wrestlers, like I'm working, right? So like I don't want to yeah. like cross that line or anything. But that's that's like another thing too. You get to a point with wrestlers, like when you're working, where like you start like you stop processing it as like wow, like you're like a big thing. But um, it, it all depends on the person. But like yeah, with with Ali, it's like you know the vibe, like they're so friendly and you can just be like whatever with them. But and then I freaking fumbled by not going to Toronto GCW last night. But my friend <laughs> went and he got a picture with Ali and sent it to me and tagged me in it, and I was like. Dude, I fumbled. I fumbled that big time.
1: Should have gone. Should have gone.
2: Well, my brother was home from university. I wanted to spend time with him, so it was a cute, oh. wholesome family movie night. So it was worth it in the end.
1: They should have <laughs> gone with you, <laughs> whole family to GCW.
2: My brother lives right beside the venue. Actually, he really had just gone to that. But, anyways, <laughs> I digress, as they say.
1: Uh, so, I'm try- I'm looking. All right. You know what? Let's just the logical connection here. Jonathan Gresham.
0: Who?
2: What a match this is gonna be!
1: So, first of all, Jonathan Gresham in Impact has been like a blessing. Like Jonathan Gresham, after Ring of Honor collapsed, he did like he did GCW, he did like Indies, he did some Ring of Honor, AEW. It, didn't he start? His,
2: didn't he run his own show as well? That was like all rappers and stuff.
1: He ran like two shows in Atlanta. Um, I wanted to go to one, but it like didn't work out, and like the tickets were like kind of expensive but whatever um and then he just he shows up in impact and i'm like okay like this is a thing that we're doing now and not only does he show up in impact jonathan gresham is on like i think a dream match run and i think jonathan gresham versus mike bailey is a dream match yeah i think you'd be hard pressed to find anyone who doesn't think it is and i am so stoked because gresham is another one who doesn't get his flowers for how much he's improved in the ring and like and I say that as you know, he's definitely an excellent technical wrestler, very innovative and creative. And I'm like, he improved in the ring, but he did. And I'm so excited for this matchup. This like because Mike Bailey, he's you know, technical in a way, but he doesn't wrestle like Gresham does. So and I they have such great minds. And I'm like so stoked about him. So excited.
2: Yeah. And so first things first, I think Mike Bailey is like the best wrestler on earth right now um big big claim to make i know but um second of all in 20 i think 2020 is when i started getting into wrestling um maybe 2019 isn't that crazy that i only got into wrestling like a few years ago so (laughs) we'll we'll regroup on that we'll talk about that in a second but um there are four wrestlers who got me back into wrestling um jonathan gresham ryuski taguchi Kenny Omega, uh, and Will Ospreay, your favorite wrestler on earth, if I remember correctly. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> um, just off frame, I have a picture of Will Ospreay and uh, Hiromu Takahashi from Wrestle Kingdom, signed by both of them. Anyway, so, uh, those four guys got me kind of back into wrestling because, uh, long story short, I was feeling nostalgic one day and I wanted to watch like some top 10 lists. And it was like a what culture top 10 wrestlers. And they said, um they kept saying uh this Kenny Omega guy. And I I was like, who's Kenny Omega? Like I was expecting like all the names from like my childhood, right? So I was like really expecting all these names. But then I was like, oh, what's New Japan? Because it's from Kenny Omega. I discovered New Japan. And then I was like, maybe I'll watch some of this. It seems a bit more like different than WWE. Because when you're not into wrestling, you think WWE is like all there is. Mm -hmm. And- watched the best of super juniors 2019 i think it was and uh, it, it was one that will osprey won so i was watching best of junior 2019 and gresham was in that tournament and i saw him wrestle and i had never seen anything like it in my life i was like this is the craziest thing i've ever seen and like i was showing like my brother and like everyone i know i was like look at this guy he's crazy and then so, and then uh, Ryusuke Tsuguchi was in that tournament and so was Will Ospreay. So I was just seeing three completely different wrestling styles of like super submission, super high flying, and then comedy. And Suguchi was like, it was like, I was watching a comedian in the ring. I didn't realize comedy wrestling could actually be like hysterically funny. And cause it's not done well in WWE. They don't really put a lot of effort into it. So I, I watched that and I was just blown away. Um, so Gresham holds like such a special place in my heart. And then to see that he was going to be an impact was so amazing to me. And then we get Gresham Bailey. And the, when I discovered Mike Bailey, I was at a local show in Toronto that he was on. And this was like the day before, because Bailey was barred from entering the U.S. for like five years, Um, if you didn't know that. So a lot of people uh, don't know that. But anyway, like it was barred from entering the U.S. for like five years. And then this was like the day before that expired, that he could go back into the US and he put on this banger match. And I was like, okay, this guy's crazy. This guy's like next up. Sure enough, the Destiny show ends with Scott DeMore offering him a contract and joining Impact. And I was like, let's go. And then Bailey goes on like the greatest run of any independent wrestler. Of, I, don't, I don't know if you can call him independent because he signed to Impact, but like he works indies like every weekend, right? So yeah. it was on like an all time run. So these are two wrestlers who are like, pretty much flawless in ring but very different styles so to see them come together after both having like an amazing last few years it's like going to be monumental and like i i don't even know what else i can say about it like it's just going to be like yeah. that's the match i'm most excited for and my family's coming to this my grandmother who's like 80 something is coming to this because the venue is right beside her house and she's like i want to go i want to see what you do for work and like kind of get in on this world and i'm like oh i got you i got the hookup in this card
0: <sighs> so
2: going to see Bailey Gresham and it's going to be such a special match. That might be match of the year. Like we we don't even know. Like it's whew.
1: It's it's so wild that uh, your grandma who I'm presuming doesn't watch wrestling?
2: No, she's never watched it in her entire life. The other this, day This is going to be the, her first show.
1: Basketball. This is going to be her first show with and it and just just so happens that two of the best in the world are having going to have a classic. Well, I have a friend named Angela, and she didn't watch any wrestling ever. Her first show, I brought her with me um, and my sister to Chicago for Forbidden Door, and she got to see, like, Okada wrestle, and she's like, I don't know who this is, but super cool, while everyone around her is losing their minds because it's Okada. And I was like, that's so so funny that people who don't watch wrestling just, you know, fall, they just stumble into dream matches and get to see them. I'm excited to see what your grandma has to say.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And like also PCO is on this card and like his whole gimmick is that he's like Frankenstein and my dad, this guy's crazy. So I'm glad that like, it's going to be such a, like a varied card. Like we're getting like your five-star classics, but then we're getting like PCO zombie Frankenstein. Like last week, PCO got like buried in the deserts of Las Vegas and then dug his way out. He's been shocked by lightning in the last month of TV. Like, he's such a crazy character then we got like santino working at impact now like it's crazy man
1: it's a wild time but i feel like impact has really leaned into um like having more variety on their shows like you have super serious wrestlers like gresham and then at the other spectrum you have pco and then you have and i guess we'll get into it you have like six man tag matches and you also have like you know the bullet club is there, <laughs> and you have the X division, which is my favorite thing about Impact. Mm-hmm. Is the X division
2: well? My dad's favorite wrestler is Trey Miguel from like the four matches he's seen. Um, <laughs> old Trey backstage, I was like, My dad thinks you're so sick, and he's like, Oh, That's amazing! Like, I'm so fired up. So, I, I hope my dad gets to meet Trey Miguel uh this weekend.
1: You can get a picture,
2: <laughs> yeah. Actually, one of the few. Uh, pictures i have is me and the digital team from impact got like a photo backstage just like in front of the monitor the last pay-per-view and trey miguel like jumped across and like photo bombed it so like that's a nice like organic picture with a wrestler
1: oh i love that i also love trey miguel he's a sweetheart so let's talk about trey miguel because before we went live you sent me on twitter um so it was trey miguel defending the x division championship against TBA.
2: Santino's uh, hand-picked opponent.
1: Yeah. And so before we went live, it was announced. Uh, Impact Wrestling Twitter. I have the tweet up right now. It's Trey Miguel will defend the X Division Championship against Lindsay Dorado. Who, which is so random to me. But also, like, this match is going to be insane. Because it's Trey Miguel. And it's Lindsay Dorado. And there's nothing that these two men are afraid of i think and and i i'm worried because you know i'm always worried when two people who aren't afraid of things have a match because it's absolutely insane but also i don't know i feel like this could be sleeper match of the night like i'm i'm like thinking through okay trey miguel has had an impact i just an incredible run at impact incredible as a wrestler i feel like he's really come into his own especially um I'd say the last like couple last like year, I'd say, and let's say Dorado is such a wild card because I feel I don't watch a lot of his stuff. And I feel like maybe maybe that's my fault. Maybe I'm just like not giving him his due. But I'm excited to see how he rises to trey miguel
2: yeah i think the last um like lince dorado (laughs) match i saw was uh when they did SummerSlam in toronto uh that weekend there was like a dark match he was on a six-man dark match after down i think and uh that was (laughs) crazy actually really quick that weekend was so wild because that was when uh sasha banks returned and um that was also when on smackdown they did uh Buddy Murphy versus uh, Roman Reigns, and everyone was like, This is such a random banger! and that was crazy. We were not ringside but like fourth row back, uh, that whole weekend, and like yeah, that was such like a wild card. But anyway, so Lince Dorado, that's a guy who like. I think he'd be like great in New Japan, like best of the super juniors. And what I love is that Impact and New Japan are doing so much talent sharing and they were long before Forbidden Door, might I just say, because, oh, that's another thing that grinds my gears. Okay, let me tell you something quick really cool. for, for the audience out there. Okay, people, when Forbidden Door happened, were like, this is so revolutionary. Like companies finally working together and like, don't get me wrong. It's cool that it's happening on like such a big stage. But like months before that, Impact would be like, oh by the way kento's gonna be here next week just for fun and then they'd be like oh look uh Finn juice is gonna fight motor city machine guns and like tomohiro Ishi is gonna be on like nine weeks in a row for no reason and like impact just does shit like that all the time and they still do uh and no one really remembers jay white big run in impact last year for like seven episodes and so like Impact does stuff like it all the time, and now we're doing uh, Multiverse of Matches 2 coming up, which there's some bangers on that card. But, um, yeah, and, like, it's just crazy, because, like, the Forbidden Door aspect of Impact has, like, pretty much always been there, because they did a Impact Bound for Glory in Japan one year uh, in, like, the mid-2010s, and they did that at a uh, Karakuen Hall. So, like, impact has always been exchanging talent with people, but I think, uh, yeah, if I don't know what the plan is with like, cause sometimes impact will just bring people in for like one match. But if, if Lindsay Dorado is sticking around, it'd be cool to see him do some stuff in Japan as well. So.
1: Yeah. I'm a hundred percent in agreement with you. I, when was the last Lindsay Dorado match I saw?
2: When was the last Lindsay Dorado match period?
1: Oh, that's so true. <laughs> um, <laughs> I uh, I don't know, because the last SmackDown I went to, I want to say he was there, but uh, not the last one, the one before that. But I don't remember. But regardless, um, I do love when wrestlers, when they're in, you know, a not so great spot in another company and then they show up in a different company and, you know, really cement their name. And I think i think this matchup with trey miguel i think wh- one they're both lunatics and so it's going to be a lot of fun the x division i think suits lindsay dorado and wrestlers like him um really well i think i and i don't know if he's sticking around because i don't know lindsay dorado I hope, I hope so man i hope he does at least a couple more he matches like, because
2: a- like lindsay versus like mike bailey like that'd be so sick uh lindsay yeah. the, with the motorcycle machine guns facing some bullet club guys also colby fuller said hello to me in chat this is a big day for me guys hello this
1: is my sister um why didn't she submit a super chat i don't know maybe she doesn't like us um but no i'm so excited and oh well there's the super chat uh what do you call a cow with one leg
2: am i supposed to say I- the punch
1: no, I'm trying to decide. I think this is supposed to be lean beef, but she put Lena beef.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Lena beef. Sounds Lena like, be- uh, well, Lena had, played Cersei in game of Thrones. So anytime I hear Lena, I think, of uh, her.
1: Trey Miguel versus Lena beef. Instead,
2: <laughs> that's a, not a bad wrestling name.
1: No, it's not.
2: It's no it's litigator, not. but it's up there.
1: I'm going to be a wrestler and I'm going to be called Lena beef. I think I'm going to do that.
2: Do you have any in ring training at all. Just side note.
1: No, I... It's so
2: fun, you should do it.
1: (laughs) I, when I was a kid, um, I did, like, some, like, I did, like, karate and, like, MMA and, like, stuff like that. Whoa! Um, But then, I don't know, I feel like I'm not afraid of heights because I did, I also went to firefighting school and they break you of that really soon. Um, So maybe I could be a wrestler, but then also I'm, like, wrestlers put up with a lot of things that i don't want to put up with <laughs> so
2: um, working for zero dollars is probably one of them too
1: yeah working for zero dollars uh, a hot dog and a handshake also like the fans being super creepy towards women like such a good point i didn't even
2: it. think about it. yeah but yeah anyways in-ring wrestling is a very fun i just had my like my debut match and uh, a six-man tag and then my second match of all time is going to be a hardcore match so <laughs> that's fun
1: you're gonna have a blast and i have like
2: no training by the way too because the whole gimmick of the litigators that he's just a dumb lawyer and the promoter was like oh let's get you in a six-man tag match do some heel stuff just like get some gp and get the pen." and i was like okay and now he's like now we're gonna do a hardcore match against psycho mike who i have this whole feud with but anyway very exciting i'm probably gonna bleed we'll see what happens but anywho
1: you're in your john moxley era
2: literally and masha slamovich is on that card Crazy and Mike Bailey was on the last one. And Veda Scott called my first match. How insane is that? Like, that's uh, I really just lucked into it. Sometimes I feel bad because some people work so hard to get bookings, and it's like, what did I do to deserve that? Like nothing. So,
1: I mean, I think you deserve it, but I won't fight you on it.
2: Thank you. Anywho, Lindsay Dorado, that's gonna be something. And I think too, just to get us back on track here. Um, especially to new people who don't know like a ton about wrestling, like um, high flyers always can kind of pull in anyone because a lot of people, they don't care about like a technical grappling masterpiece, you know, because it's harder to kind of appreciate that if you don't really like know the real skill it takes. So I think um, also uh, do you know how many people we have in chat right now? Like who are watching this? I don't know where that number is.
1: Uh, 15.
2: Okay. For the 15 people watching this, I know for a fact, all of y'all ain't watching Impact Weekly, okay? This card coming up, if you want to get into Impact, this card coming up is, like, the one to do it because it's, like, we're getting Luchadors in here. We have New Japan guys in here. We've got, you know, Knockouts. In, like, it's it's such, like, a, a mixed bag, and that's the true beauty of Impact is every week, it's, like, you're getting the most random assembly of, like, epicness in the ring.
1: So... I'll just I'll just read the whole card so that the people watching understand. So singles match PCO versus Kenny King. Banger. Who I think Kenny King follows me on TikTok. Don't tell me follows me because I don't want him to unfollow me. <laughs> um, uh, Impact Digital Media title match. Joe Hendry versus Brian Myers. Brian Myers is another kind of unsung hero of <laughs> wrestling, I think. <laughs> uh, we already talked about Gresham versus Bailey. Um Deanna Perrazzo versus Gis- Giselle Shaw.
2: Oh, that's going to be a banger.
1: Yeah. Deanna Perrazzo. Uh, she kind of... I mean, people really rank Deanna highly in terms of women's wrestling. But that's another wrestler who worked her ass off to get, like, to be this level of wrestler. And people are like, eh, she's an impact. Stop it. <laughs> um, Trey Miguel versus Lindsay Dorado. Busted open match. Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer. Bully Ray. I have thoughts about Bully Right, but that's okay. Uh, where were we? Oh, six-man tag team match. Frankie Kazarian, who's in what? Impact now, didn't know. Crazy. Uh, Josh Alexander and Rich Swan versus Time Machine. It's Alex Shelley, Chris Saban, and Kushida, who's...
0: <laughs> what it's a just... cop.
1: I know, but it's like, it's so incredible that, that those six men um, are in the ring together at the same time.
2: And if that happened on AEW, that would break the internet. I'm like, Kushida is on a taxi with Motor Street. Oh my God. And Kazarian, like, also, whatever happened to Elite Hunter Kazarian? Just bringing that up. (laughs) That just dropped it. I don't know. Um, Because he even came into uh, Impact a few times as the Elite Hunter. Like, while working for AEW, he would just pull up and be like, oh shit, like the Elite Hunter's here. But, anyways. Kazarian and people like you know, like Kazarian's like a guy that like early AW people like worship this guy, and now that he's like an impact, it's like, oh, never mind, actually, he's actually mid. Like, I don't know, and also the fact that Josh Alexander is like literally like one of like the goats for like technical wrestling and just putting on showstoppers, like that guy can just go,
1: yeah. And I, um, I think back to like when. Kenny Omega was doing stuff with impact and people were like looking at the impact roster and they're like, Ooh, where can our Kenny Omega dream matches be? But it was like, and now they're like, I, I don't really care about Rich Swan who had, you know, an incredible match with Kenny Omega. And I'm like, why? Like he- that's an incredible wrestler and people just.
0: Yeah. <sighs> I can't blame you
2: for not knowing. Cause like there, you know, there's so many wrestling shows, you don't have time to watch everything, but it's mm-hmm. not so much not watching impact that grinds my gears because like you know there's a lot of like i've never watched the wire you know so it's like that's an amazing show but like i just don't have the time for everything right and there are bangers that like i know i'm missing out on so when people don't watch impact it's totally fine but it's when people act like impact is like like uh it's like a negative place to be or they i think there's a lot of um misconceptions about like what impact is and um and people also like People say like, oh, AEW, like bingo hall, like mud show. It's like, I'm pretty sure Impact is like literally run out of bingo halls pretty much. But like, that doesn't really matter because also, I don't know like where, like, because Impact is such a small following, right? It's like a true cult fan base. I don't know where we're getting this budget from to get these like flawless matches. Like when we had Jay White coming in doing matches against, you know, people and um just all this new japan stuff really it's these are matches that would be like worshipped under a different banner and even like josh alexander versus moose like that was such an insane feud and to be there in the building when josh won the what i love about impact is because the audience is so small the people who like really watch the show love it more than like impact's number one fan loves impact a million times more than aw's number one fan likes aw because they're just like they're like feral for impact wrestling and that's what i love about having a cult following like they care so much for the product and my dad came to rebellion in new york and he had never seen like a wrestling show live before since we were like little kids and my dad just looked at me after josh alexander won and my dad was like I guess people like really take this seriously i was like uh yeah bro because the the roof like exploded off that place yeah. it was nuts but point being this is like impact is just like a place to be i think if you really care about good in-ring quality and you don't care about like the numbers and it, it, guys if you get off twitter for like two seconds and don't pay attention to like what people tell you is good or bad you're gonna be like well even though i'm telling you what's good right now The point is you're going to watch it and be like, damn, like they actually put out some bangers and this is going to be nothing but
0: bangers.
1: And my least favorite thing in this is like in wrestling in general, not just impact is when I really like something. And then someone's like, well, that doesn't make a lot of sense because they could have booked it this way, which is a lot better. And I'm like, why are you trying to ruin the love that I have for this thing? And I think people do that a lot with impact. I think they see like like the Bullet Club showing up in Impact or they see someone like Frankie Kazarian who's a legend of the business and unsung hero. I will not take any Kazarian slander. Um uh, going to Impact and like all these things and they're like, "Oh, what it would, it would mean so much more in AEW." Or it would it would mean so much more if this happened like at a different show at a different time, whatever. And just if you don't want to watch impact don't watch impact like no one is forcing you to watch impact but it's like don't don't act like the bullet club going to impact would ever be a bad thing for for wrestling like that is such a good thing for wrestling because the more places that are more promotions that are like healthy and thriving and working together the better wrestling is and i feel like we just need to stop taking wrestling so seriously and i don't ratings discourse which is my least favorite thing on wrestling Twitter ratings, discourse, a demo discourse a booking. A, it's
2: yeah. So the one. de- Demo ones. Cause like the rating ones, like I get it in but I, the way I, I treat ratings is uh, it serves as a great kind of uh benchmark of like, Oh, if I have free time, should I check this out? It does. The rating doesn't actually mean how good or bad it is to me. The rating is, is it being recommended to me as a match worth watching or not? You know, but, yeah. um, to me it doesn't quantify how like good or bad uh the match was but um but the the demo discourse that's the crazy one because it's like imagine you know you discover a song by like a small town artist and you're like this is the best song ever and i was like it only has a 48 plays on spotify like it matters the song my favorite song like who cares and like even like apply it i think if you take a lot of the arguments in wrestling and apply them to any other medium it shows how ridiculous they are like imagine like okay wwe and marvel is a good parallel like people be like oh you know dr strange brought in this much money it therefore better than citizen kane it's like well no actually first of all art is subjective and second of all there's different circumstances you know brand recognition uh having a monopoly for so long but yeah i mean someone in chat's making a good point is that impact's kind of reputation has been badly damaged through like kind of some some flopped booking back in the day um and i i you know i i get that um and i think that's fair but i think um there when a company like wwe like they've WWE at its lowest has been worse than, you know, impact at its lowest. You could make the argument. And, um, but I think because they have like the brand recognition monopoly, it's just easy to forgive them because, um, because the option is always going to be there to just be a WWE fan.
1: Yeah. And I don't want to harp on like this uh, discussion, though. I think it's important, but it's, I just want to say it's always funny to me when people are like, well, females 12 to 34, like this segment on AEW, but males like, 49 or 55 and over hated it. And like, they really break it down so yeah, like the until they me. didn't like it. <laughs> I'm like, cool. I guess and it's almost like women uh, wrestling is not an attractive community for women. But anyway, um, I want to talk about the six man tag match because we talked a little bit about Frankie, um, but I'm really excited about the six man tag match. And so I'll say it again. It's Frankie Kazarian, Josh Alexander and Rich Swan. who Josh Alexander and Rich Swann are like Impact MVPs. Like back in like the COVID era, I feel like these guys really, you know, carried the flag and made it work. Um, but and in the Kenny Omega era. Um, and then Time Machine, Alex Shelley, Chris Sabin, and Kushida, who Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin. Let me Google it before I say
0: this.
2: Hold on. Okay. But yeah, um Sabin, one of the nicest guys ever. And Chris Sabin has been using a picture I took as his profile picture for the last like two years.
1: Really? It,
2: yeah, his profile picture on Twitter, I took that. But the day he changes that, pff, y'all ain't hearing from me for a while.
1: <laughs> so I was I was right. Yes, Motor City Machine Guns are GCW Tag Champs. Really? Um, yeah.
2: Oh, Which, that was sick.
1: That is so funny to me. <laughs> but I love it. Um, But I'm really excited for this match. Well, one, I'm really excited for Frankie Kazarian and Impact because, like I said, he's an unsung hero. And also, I feel like he... In AEW, kind of really, you know, maybe, maybe he just, like, got healthier physically or I don't know, whatever. But he, like, was doing a lot of really good stuff in the ring. And then he was the elite hunter. And then he kind of, like, faded from AEW, which is disappointing. But um, Josh Alexander is Josh Alexander. He's a legend, uh, an incredible human being. Uh, Rich Swann. I love Rich Swann. And then Kushida, who...
2: <laughs> Nuts.
1: I... Uh, Kushida is crazy. And Kushida is another one of those guys who kind of, you know, peaked and then went, you know, did WWE and like got lost in the WWE system. And then fans like. His name has a lot of value now, so fans will flock to Kushida. Yeah. Um, And so I'm excited to see what they do in this match. I love and it's it's the elite fan in me. I love a six man tag. Yeah. they're wild and insane, but I feel like having six men like there's so much room for to do creative things and make wrestling not MMA. And I'm so excited about it,
2: especially when you've got like a bunch like that. That is like mm-hmm. a lot of like you know, Motor City Machine Guns, like one of the best tag teams of all time. And then you've got. um Kazarian was his whole thing was that he was part of a of a three man tag, um, and then Kazarian like pretty much everyone in there checks a the box of being like one of the best in their category, you know. Yeah. Like Josh is um, longest reigning Impact World Champion of all time which is so sick, right? And then you've got uh, Kushida, like you were saying, um, who was, like, you know, for a long time, like, one of the best super juniors in New Japan. So you're getting guys who are, like, best ofs in, like, sort of all their categories and mm-hmm. then throwing them at each other. That's going to be a wild one, too. And like you are saying about um, Lindsay versus Trey Miguel, how that has potential to be kind of, like, a sleeper hit, like, match of the night kind of surprise. So does this, I think. Yeah. Because, like... Motor City Machine Guns are so creative and innovative in the ring. Like, you always know they're going to whip out something special. But then bring in that sort of, like, wild card who's just got that extra amount of energy and just that kind of, like, he's even more fast-paced, even more, like, aggressive than than Motor City Machine Guns. Like, that's going to be something special. And I like that it's a bit of, like, a styles clash, too. Like, um, Kazarian and Josh are kind of more, like, heavyweight kind of guys. Uh, Yeah and even Swan too, because she does like such a lightweight, kind of like a a speed guy. And, um, yeah, like it's just, that's going to be a banger. Like, I'm really excited for that.
1: Yeah. And what I really appreciate about it is I feel like it's easy to have a six man and just put people in it and it doesn't have to make sense. You just put, you know, two teams of three, but I feel like these teams, um, I feel like they just, they make sense. And I can see in the teams, how everyone would click within Mm -hmm. their team. Um, and it doesn't feel to me like a throwaway six man just to get people on the card, which I feel like a lot of promotions do, which I'm really excited about. And what I really love about Motor City is that um, throughout their whole career, they've always adapted to the style of their opponents or like the style that's sort of the fans are you know craving or whatever it is. Uh, and I, they have their own distinct style, but they're so versatile as wrestlers and they never get credit for it. I feel like people really started to, talk about motor city like um around forbidden door and like um, that sort of thing and you know they were wrestling ftr and all that sort of stuff um but i am super excited to see especially alex Shelley contend with frankie gazarian who's like not that he's super you know buff but he's definitely like a muscly guy who very much is like a mat wrestler
2: yeah for sure and uh i think cool is good about motor city machine guns is like back when like impact was like not like well they they're still not the hitting but um they're a bit more like um talked about now i find and like like people do give them kind of the respect people who like really like um I, I almost said real people but like um oh you got a super chat here do that
1: oh chris my adopted dad says what card game do wrestlers like to play bridge um, I don't think that one was as good as the vegan artichoke one.
2: Dude, that one's hitting number 34 on the ranking.
1: Wow. You you don't even know the other ones. You're just like, this is so bad that it's like such a low bar.
2: <laughs> I like how I've, I've also never interacted with uh, Chris ever in my life. I'm going to get a DM after this being like, what the hell, bro? I'm just trying to make him laugh.
1: <laughs> he, he's my dad. He can't be mean to my friends. So that's that's that.
2: No, Chris, you seem like a great guy. He's The guy is giving money to the product to support us and make us laugh. And for that, I commend you, and I think you're a GOAT, TB. No,
1: he, he's a great guy. I, I basically said, yeah, you're my dad now. And he's he's taken to the role. He really has.
2: So. Let's go, Chris. Chris. But anyway, so I almost said real people, but people who, like, aren't angry, ravenous trolls do, like, know that Impact is, like, a legit thing to be respected and has some bangers. But even back in the day, people could dunk on impact all they want, but there was no denying Motor City Machine Guns. They were like one of the people that were like a staple and people would be like, oh, impact sucks or whatever, or like lol TNA, but Motor City Machine Guns are awesome. Um, and same with like like Samoa Joe. Like it's kind of like the legendary staples. To me, Like it's like Kurt Angle, Samoa Joe, Motor City Machine Guns, Gale Kim are like kind of like the the undeniables you know Mm -hmm. so anyways i think to see that and then bring in like new guys and then it is a a mixed match in a good way but story-wise it makes sense because we just had josh versus swan at our last Mm -hmm. event so story-wise it makes sense and to see these guy team up um but yeah
1: another super chat from luis who i don't know if i yeah okay so Luis says impact could be hotter, but the fans are too intense. Uh, I think you mean like on Twitter, they could be too intense. And I do agree. Um, at least like from you know, the ones I've interacted with, I think they're very much like AEW fans in this way. They're very much like they will go to war for their promotion, which is great because you want diehard fans like that. But I think um I think like on Twitter and I guess sometimes at shows it's it's a little bit like i understand how that could be off-putting to someone who's not an impact fan that especially if impact gets criticism for something it's on twitter they like they really flock in which i respect because you know defend your people but also i kind of get what you're saying but at the same time it's like that's fandom like fans have always been like that not even even just wrestling like and fans of anything like fans of game of thrones like they were like that when game of thrones was airing and then the game of thrones had a bad ending and now they're not like that. Uh, fans of <laughs> fans of like Harry Potter are like that especially with like the controversy around the game and everything. So yeah.
2: And I think my counter yeah. argument to that too about how fans are too intense. Uh go look at any post uh from uh, wrestling observer about the ratings and you will see deranged individuals from all sides come out on there. Um like to a shocking degree um but i think because what's interesting to me is uh, impact maybe just because i monitor the the social interaction of impact a bit more and i actually like part of my like responsibility is like actually like making sure people are like engaged and stuff like that but um uh i think meant the ceiling fans that's first of all that's hilarious but <laughs> That's a joke right there. That's a good joke. Um, that
1: was a good joke. That goes, like, top five, I think.
2: Literally. Um, But I think the, what I love about Impact is the fans are intense, but they are, at least, from what I see, v- pretty respectful because we've got people like Luna Havoc, right, who's, like, every Thursday she's posting. She's doing live reacts on TikTok, and she's, you know, an avid supporter. We've got another guy. I can't remember his Twitter username, but, like, every thursday he's like hey guys here's the impact card for tonight and like there are people like that who are like actively promoting our product whereas with and i think because they know that we like impact could have more eyes on it um they want to be like actively promoting it it almost seems like they work for the company like the way some of these people tweet and i think i appreciate that so much whereas with aw and uh and with wwe you're never going to see someone saying like hey guys you can order the pay-per-view on peacock and here's the card like because everyone already knows it no one's going to act like a representative for the company but for impact we have people that would go so far as to be like dedicating their social presence to just like being a walking advert for the company so it's like that is kind of insane to think about but like they are respectful and gracious and i i love them for it and uh i do think it's awesome
1: and i will say um I feel like with A.W. fans and my my experiences at A.W. shows and I've been to a lot of A.W. shows, I've run into a lot of really, really bad people at those shows, just awful human beings. Um, And, you know, I haven't, you know, I haven't been to as many impact shows or as many GCW shows, but like the smaller communities, I feel like everyone just knows everyone and they're so bonded and connected. And there's something special about that. Mm -hmm. So that's my last thought about fans um not of the ceiling variety of the human variety (laughs) um so we're coming up in an hour and i don't i mean we could go above an hour but is there any matches on the card that we didn't talk about that you want to end with
2: i'm trying to think um scott said it on the news this morning scott was on ctv which is a canadian news organization and scott said um there are some moments at the Windsor tapings that Windsor and Canada fans are going to go nuts for, and some surprises in store. I cannot wait for that, and I think non-Canadians would be like, "Oh, cool!" But like, I think some of the um, the Canadian fans are going to be like, "Yeah, like so." And plus, too, Impact has such a um, really strong Canadian roster. To like, so many of our people are Canadian icons: huh. Josh Alexander.
0: Oh, yeah, that's um, so true.
2: Mike Bailey, um, Cody Diener. So what's cool about that is, like, uh, Josh lives, like, you know, in, like, I'm not going to say that, actually.
0: but Yeah, I was about to say.
2: <laughs> but the point is, in Ontario, right, and the, the people places are from are, like, are going to shock you and be like, oh, wow, like, that's interesting. And like, little towns and stuff like that. That's really all I'm going to say is, you know, small towns. Um, People live in, like, small towns. Um. And just to see people come from like, especially in Canada, too, because people think Canada is like nothing but like like igloos and stuff like that. But um, yeah, one time Kylie told me there was too many trees in Canada, which fair point, I guess. But um,
1: I'm used to America where everything is flattened for highways.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's for building highways, but point is, there are so many small towns in like pretty much the wilderness that pop up out of nowhere, and then you'll see like a wrestling show done in like a, a log cabin cottage, and like Josh will be on that, like headlining. Uh, the first wrestling show I ever photographed was in a church basement in a super small town called uh, Port Hope, or no, not Port Hope, um, Peterborough, Peterborough, which is a super tiny town, and the main event of that was josh alexander versus mark wheeler for like maybe like 15 people and it was awesome so you'll have lots of impact guys show up even today and josh will come out with the impact championship and it'll be like a town with a population of like 100 people but because they they pay back their canadian fans all the time and it's so cool
1: i love that i want to be canadian so bad
2: I see you tweeting about wanting to move. Like, we got the land up here. 80% of Ontario is pure wilderness with land for sale for very cheap. 80% wilderness in Ontario.
1: Would you believe me? Right now, on my computer, I'm looking at it right now. I have a tab open for a University of Toronto PhD in History program.
2: Yo, do it. Their logo is kind of sick. It's like a little U yeah. on a shield. Yeah. And the campus I, is close to my house, so.
1: Bet. I, um... I don't want to turn political, but Florida is a disaster. Um, but I like to end Everyone the show. <laughs> yeah. I like to end the shows um, by just giving like your final thoughts and then your plugs, like plug your Twitter, your shows. All
2: that stuff. Um, The thing with, with like, I'll plug myself. Sure. But the thing is a lot of my plugs are not like wrestling related. Like, um, you know, but I'll I'll go ahead. So final shots on the show first or final thoughts on the show first. Um, I'm just so excited that this impacts return to Canada. And because of that, we have, you know, people are going to be going nuts for Josh Alexander and they're going to be going nuts for Mike Bailey. And Diener is not on the card, but I hope he shows up because they're going to tape the uh, TV episodes that weekend as well. So I hope Diener's involved too, because people are going to love that. But um, yeah, the audience is going to go crazy. So I think even if you're watching from home, you're going to feel how special it is that they're returning to Canada and they're doing Uh, four shows in Canada coming up. We got this one, and then we have in April, Rebellion at the Toronto Rebel Nightclub, which is like one of the sickest venues ever. And then we have Under Siege at the London Western Fair Agriplex, which is where I helped Dalton Castle cheat to win against uh, uh, Psycho Mike. Actually, Dalton Castle wasn't in on the cheating. I just distracted Mike because I hated him. But point was, me and Dalton Castle did a wild program in the London Western Fair Agriplex. And then we have, I think, another show coming up later. But yeah, London, Windsor, Toronto. Woo! And Impact fans, in Can- especially just the Canadian fans in general, is we don't get a lot of huge shows all the time, right? Like, I imagine if you live in Florida, you've seen AEW Live like a billion times maybe. Um, in Canada, we've had two AEW shows ever. And they were filled with local talent, like Taylor Rising, Alexi Nicole, Voros Twins, um, uh, uh, a guy I trained with, Jobbed Out to um, Lance Archer. Like it just and all the same fans go to all the same events, Um, and because Canadians don't really think in terms of like Toronto is where I'm going to go if I if a show is in Winnipeg and they live in Toronto, they'll be like, oh, it's a Canadian show, I'll go, even though that's like. A five day drive, they'll do it. So, like, we have a guy who's like a uh, uh, a fan who goes to everything. His Twitter is ringside with chops. If you don't follow him, he's a good follow because he just goes to every show. He once left the show halfway through, drove an hour to show up to another show that was going on at the same time and catch like one match on that, and then drove to see another match on a different card. Like he's such a diehard. So he's driving to Windsor for this show, even though Windsor's like a four hour drive from Toronto. He. Was just in Winnipeg for AEW. So, like, the Canadian scene is, like, so tight-knit, and they are going to blow the roof off the place. And, like, anything involving Canadian talent, they're going to go crazy for. So I really cannot wait for that. Any final thoughts from Kylie on this card?
1: I'm super excited. I feel like, on paper, this is an incredible card, and I feel like if you're going to get into Impact Wrestling... you're going to watch a show i feel like this is the one to watch there's so many matches on here that would appeal to like a lapsed fan or like an aew fan or a ring of honor fan or something like that um there's a lot of names you probably recognize some maybe you don't but i i'm really excited for this show um and i'm also i i'm most excited for mickey james i'm sorry (laughs) but that's all good um but that's my final thoughts and I have a big plug to do. So, did you plug everything you wanted to plug?
2: I didn't plug anything yet. You go first. Well, or I have to do, I have to do
1: like the bo- I have to do the boring like like and subscribe thing. So you go oh, first.
2: Okay. Um. Okay. So, folks, I didn't put my Twitter in my name, but my Twitter is uh Luke spelled as as it says here L U K E V, Peron P A R O N Twitter Luke V Peron. Um. I post a lot about not wrestling though that's the thing I, I if you follow me expect a lot of better Call Saul fan cams uh mainly reading is kind of my niche on in my digital content if you see my library behind me i do a lot of book reviews on there i do tweet about impact and i do talk about wrestling but um i can't remember the last time i tweeted about aw or wwe <laughs> but um anyways if you like impact um I do work there and post a lot about impact stuff. So um I should have worn my impact windbreaker. That's what I should have worn today. I, I realize that now. But um anyway, a lot of impact stuff. Um I uh, have a hardcore match coming up at the London Music Hall April 30th. Uh that's gonna be a, a, a banger card um with a lot of crazy talent on there. Masha Slamovich, I don't know who she's facing, but uh Meaver Psycho Mike in a hardcore match, grudge match to conclude our feud that's been going on for like five months. Um, that's going to be crazy. And I'm, I hope people pull up to that. Cause it's going to be something, um, other than that, guys, my, my YouTube is kind of the main thing here. Uh, if you guys like content like this, like tag talk, um, I got a show called Luke and friends, um, where I bring on different personalities. A lot of it is wrestlers, but I have expanded beyond that. I have a lot of, uh, creators from all sorts of places, uh, coming on. Um, but yeah, we've got interviews out with Tempest, one of the best wrestling journalists, in the world Um, one of the few i don't have muted (laughs) and then we've got um uh, Sway Archer, if at all that's a, actually think one of the most beneficial ones to watch. If anyone here wants to get into wrestling and is like an indie wrestler and you want to know how to bring your gear to the next level, Sway Archer makes gear for like WWE, Impact, uh, NXT, WWE. I already said that, New Japan. Um, I think the only place he hasn't made gear for is like AAA, but um, yeah, that one's awesome. Tons of good insight there. And then Mike Bailey is coming on that show at some point. And oh, the good thing about that show too is, um, Uh, we, it's all in studio, the guests come to the studio. So live back and forth, which is really nice. Cause I, that's something I wanted to focus on too. A lot of people, um, do like web shows. And I thought, I just got to bite the bullet and get these guys in the, in the studio. So yeah, that's really, really excited for that. Um, and we'll have Mike Bailey on at some point when the show returns, but it's shot in a studio that's in my garage. So it's very, very cold right now. But, um, other than that, uh, Instagram, Luke underscore Pararon. Post book reviews there all the time and TikTok. I don't know what my TikTok handle is, just uh <laughs> it's somewhere online under my name. Anyway, folks, I suck at plugging things. I love wrestling, I love impact. It's gonna be a great card, and I hope you guys watch it because this is it's gonna bring in a lot of good viewers. And you can watch impact. This is where the plugs get good. You can watch impact wrestling weekly for a dollar a month on impact insiders. I see a lot of people who don't live in America, who don't have access to TV, say oh, I can't watch impact. Sorry. I don't have access TV. Hold the phone $1 a month. That is $12 a year to watch impact wrestling live every single week with exclusive insider chats. Um, sometimes even wrestlers pop into the chat. We have exclusive rewards. Um, so you can watch all of our plus specials there. Um, you can catch our pay-per-views on, uh, we just partnered with the zone recently. It's going to carry a lot of our pay-per-views. Um, but yeah, guys, the show's coming up this weekend, Friday, March 24th, uh, Sacrifice in in Windsor, St. Clair College. Going to be an absolute rager. Uh, yeah, I can't wait, guys. So check out Impact Wrestling. Also, we post pretty much the entire show in clip form on YouTube for free on Saturdays. The show airs Thursday nights at 8 o'clock. If you can't catch the show Saturday, we release every single match from the show for free on YouTube. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's about it for me
1: okay here's the big plug you can follow me on twitter at fuller underscore kylie it post everything i'm doing there i also post more about wrestling than luke so if that's your thing go you follow me um this is tag talk we're live every monday at 3 p.m on fightful overbooked um april 3rd is when Haley returns and Haley is my you know my normal co-host this is the special guest series we've had a lot of special guests on if you want to go back and watch those we had Kate and Rob Wilkins and Ella J and Collins and so many great people. So if you want to go back and watch those, um, go to the tab talk playlist on the Fightful Overbook YouTube channel. And also, oh, this is Fightful Overbook. This is the ESPN2 to Fightful ESPN. Um, We have a lot of great content here, a lot of wrestling content, a lot of non-wrestling content, a lot of great shows. Um, So subscribe to Fightful Overbooked and go explore. Go to the playlist tab and go see everything that's happening on this channel. There's a lot of great people here and everyone works so hard on this damn channel. Um, uh, Oh,
2: no one works harder than Chris Mueller.
1: Chris was also on the special guest series. I, I forgot you were on it because Haley was also just randomly on that show. Um, But he was also here. Uh, We did the revolution preview. I think Chris was on. So if you want to go watch that, you can go watch that. He doesn't have a camera because he's a nerd. Yeah. Yeah. So subscribe to Fightful Overbooked, like this video. If you're watching this after we go live, welcome. Comment below what you think about anything we talked about. Impact. What do you think about Mickey James? What do you think about the ceiling fans at Impact shows? Whatever you want, I want to hear what you have to say. All that being said, Tag Talk Monday through PM. Fightful Overbooked. We'll see you guys next week.